Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. This week on uh, Wealth Made Simple, we are talking about why get rich quick or quickly doesn't work and why focusing on how to get rich slowly does work. What's your view on that holistically, Kieran? Uh, holistically, get rich quick is a really nice idea and it's, it's a pipe dream. It, it's that thing that everyone, oh yeah, he got rich quick, didn't he? And it's something that you project, a lot of people project it onto others as well. They look at, you know, people who are famously rich and yeah, but they got rich overnight, didn't they? They, they, they were part of, yeah, that elite group of individuals that, suddenly got rich and then you ask them how much they know about the said individual they're like well they're rich what what more is there to know how much work has it taken them how long has it taken them nobody asks those questions they just see that suddenly a name is in the news it is in social media it's in as and they are being associated with wealth yet they're a 30 year overnight success yep uh, and, and that's what was interesting. And something that I learned from Earl Nightingale many, many years ago, Kieran, was observe the masses and do the complete opposite if you want to be successful. Yeah, yeah. And everybody, as you've said, and when we say everybody, we're generalizing. It's uh, not, you, yeah. you can't speak for every single person. This is not possible. No. But the majority of people want to get rich quickly because everybody's in a hurry. Yeah, and the problem... There are there are there are also problems associated with getting rich quick that I think um, people don't realize. Well, well, I mean, being poor has its problems. Being wealthy has its own problems. Um, and yeah, you know, but you'd rather be rich and have the problems than be poor and have the problems. I mean, yes, yeah, absolutely. But they're they're different problems. And but there are people who believe in the get rich get rich quick fallacy believe that money will solve all their problems, and it won't. And this has been happening for a long time, and you see all these Ponzi schemes, okay? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Charles Ponzi is reasonably well-known for having come up with the first one. Whether it is or it isn't, doesn't really matter no. for, for this particular conversation. Uh, and time and again, you see them fail. But time and again, people get sucked in because the returns are so good. People, Some people, obviously, will go get sucked yeah. in, and most of them, obviously, end up being victims uh, because they don't know any better. But sometimes you see some really smart people. I mean, how the hell did you get caught up in this? Because you're a pretty smart person. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the returns and the story and everything uh, and the web that uh, the creator of the Ponzi scheme creates, okay, is so good that they get sucked in. Yeah. And a lot of people, so, so Ponzi schemes, pyramid schemes, in the UK, they're illegal. Multi-level marketing is not illegal, but they promise very similar things. Now, the the idea is that, you know, invest in us now, recruit some people, you'll make a lot of money, they'll make a lot of money, everyone makes a lot of money, this is great. 
and you know, we'll charge you an administration fee to join us and yada, 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 all these things. And somebody is making money in these Ponzi schemes, but only one person. Yeah. I think multi-level marketing can done well and properly. Does work. Is a get rich slow. It is, yeah. You, you find a person, they find two people, they find da, 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 yeah. and everybody's meant to benefit in that particular chain. Okay, of selling some kind of a service, service whether, product, whatever, okay, and and if it's done properly, but people expect more because they they show you the star. Okay, here's Sandra or here's Simon, and he joined us or she joined us three years ago. Okay, and had nothing and was broke, living on a council estate, and now and they're running a six-figure salary. Them, now they're driving a Rolls Royce or some super fast car, a big house, a yacht, a helicopter, and if he and she he and she can do it, so can you. Yeah. And everybody wants to be Sandra and Simon. Yeah, but, absolutely. And, they do. and Sandra and Simon probably have achieved that, but they an anomaly, yeah. usually. Yeah, they're the exception that proves the rule. That's right. And 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 that and that's the thing. And money doesn't solve all your problems; it creates different problems. And also, alongside that, if you woke up tomorrow super rich, do you know how to manage that money? Most people don't, because they, they've never had the exposure. And so so that's the first problem, because, yeah, I've done it with my friends. I'm sure sure you know, you've done it, and yeah, you win $150 million on the lottery. I don't play the lottery. I know you don't play the lottery, but, you know, many, many people do. But hypothetically, what do you do when you win, win $150 million on the lottery? The standard conversation for 99% of people especially, you know, the ones that I've spoken to is, well, I mean, first I'll clear all my debt, then I'll clear all my family's debt, then I'll make sure my parents are set up for life because, you know, people are generally good, they want to look after their family, make sure my brother and sister are set up, might be give them a little less than I give my parents, but hey, my parents gave me life, so, you know. Let's be let's, generous and call it 10 million, shall we? Probably isn't 10 million, but let's call it 10 million. Let's be generous and say you spend 10 million clearing, sorting, paying off. 140 all the left. 140 left. What do you do with that 140? I'll buy a house. Okay. Well, yeah. how much are you going to spend on the house? I'll probably spend, you know, 5, 10, 15 million. Okay. So you've spent 15 million on a house. You've bought yourself a, you know, half a million pound car, three quarters of a million pound car. Maybe you've bought three of them. Okay. Let's call it another 30 million cars, house, you, whether yeah. it's a small boat, what, a yeah. helicopter, whatever. You've got 110 million left. What do you do with that? Oh, I'll probably go on a holiday around the world. I'll do this. I'll do... There's a lot of instant expenses. And the thing that, you know, so this, this, this you know, 10 million pound house of yours, does that have a swimming pool? Yeah. Olympic sized. Yeah. I want, I, I want to get back in. I want to yeah, get in shape. And, beauty, yeah. and now, now I can afford to get into shape because, you know, getting into shape is expensive, clearly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at that price. Yeah. I'll pay a personal trainer. I'll have some people at the house doing the cleaning and cooking and racking all the up rest the bills, of it. yeah. Okay. How much does that all cost to run a month? Oh, what? Well, yeah. How much does it how much is the monthly costs of all of those things? Well, uh, I've not thought about that. No. I don't need to. I've got 150 million less whatever I've, I've, I've spent, yeah. but but I promise it you. It's into it, isn't it? It, yeah. it, it's the mindset it, thing. It will it? evaporate very quickly. Whereas 
people like you and I, when we have those conversations, my first com- conversation is, any debt my family has, yeah, wiped out. Absolutely fine. I, th- I think that's a generous thing to do. Okay, the rest. Well, I might get a slightly bigger house, but I don't want anything too ostentatious. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll buy that for cash. Cool. After that, how many businesses can I set up? How many investments can I make? How can I turn that 150 million into 250 million, 350 million? And use the return and, and use the still return have to some left over and some more. And create generational wealth, legacy, you know, and actually start. And that's, but that's a mindset thing based on if you've got, you know, a lottery windfall. Yeah. And, but that doesn't, I mean, that, the odds of winning the lottery, type it into Google, the odds are astronomical. Yeah. And so, so the people who plan for things like that, you're planning on a dream and a hope that is very unlikely to succeed. And that actually supports everything we're going to be saying today about why get rich quick fails, because suddenly you're pinning all your hopes and dreams and clearing your debt and clearing everything on one windfall that is one in hundreds of thousands, possibly, I think it's 16 million. Million, yeah. One in 16 million chance of winning the lottery. You've got to start playing the lottery to do that, which, in my opinion, is, you know, a waste of money. But, you know, hey, that's just me. Horses for courses. That's one man's opinion. Um, So... And let's let's assume for one, you've been playing the lottery since it came out in the nineties. You've put your one pound, your two pound on every week since, call it nineteen ninety five. Okay, it's fifty two weeks in a year, so that's costing you one hundred and four pound a year. It's almost thirty years since then. So one hundred and four pound a year is now, you know, a little over three grand. Okay. Then you get a windfall. So you've been playing a game to win for 30 years. But it's never a pound of those, if you know what I mean. It, it's not, always, yeah. You know, but, two pound here, five pound there, ten pound here. But my point is, even if you win, yeah. you've been playing that game for 30 years. It's yeah. not get rich quick. It's not, it's, yeah, that's right. You've spent 30 years trying to get rich. Mm. So it's get rich slow. It is. So let's cover some of the <laughs> reasons why get rich quick doesn't work, because you and I are, are both agreed on that. And then we'll spend most of our time uh, on this uh, show talking about what to do and how and why Get Rich Slowly does work. The first thing I'd say, Kieran, is that look at, because as you know, I'm I'm a big fan of history and past performance is the best indicator of future performance. Just look at the past and look at how many people have actually gotten rich quickly compared to how many have actually tried and failed. Now, of course, you want to have that data because... It's not recorded anywhere, okay? Uh, but if you did, um, um, I can quite comfortably say most people have failed at trying to get rich quick. A very small, slim number, okay, have yeah, tiny, so, tiny. So why number. would why would you a bit like the lottery to some extent, okay? Uh, I get the fact that lottery doesn't require much effort because you just pay a pound or whatever you do, okay? Yeah. yeah. But why would you put all those hours into trying to get rich quickly, knowing you've got a very low possibility and a very low probability? of actually making it happen and the heartache and the pain uh, and the sleepless nights and the money you spend and all the, all the time that you're going to sweat it out 
for nothing, which is going to have an adverse effect on your life, on your relationships and everything else that you're going to compromise as a consequence. Why do that? Uh, and then uh, knowing that the chance of success is low. That's the first one. Uh, the second one is when people go into these things, they have this kind of unrealistic expectation Okay, that whatever thing that they're doing, let's call it a scheme. They're not all schemes, by the way. But scheme can be good and bad, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, and they think that, that the, the promise that the, or the significant promise this scheme or venture or opportunity, probably a better word to use, uh, offers, okay, uh, it's, it's, if when you really look at it in a viable way, logically scrutinize it, okay, it was never achievable in the real world. It wasn't going to happen. No. Uh, and then this sets that person up who believes in that pipe dream, as you call it, uh, for sets them up for disappointment and significant financial losses. Yeah, yeah, it does. So why go for something when you know that it is unrealistic? So and before we go any further, we've got a comment from Faisal. Uh, and thank you for getting in touch, Faisal. He says, get rich quick is high risk like gambling, e.g. crypto speculation. Uh, Absolutely, uh, Faisal, and that was my next point. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, which was a, which was the third point? One, very slim chances of success. Two, unreal, unrealistic. Put my teeth back in. Expectations. Third one, high risk. So these opportunities, these ventures, and Faisal is absolutely right. Okay, uh, are very high risk, uh, and. If you're not used to dealing with risk or your attitude to a risk isn't uh, or your, isn't that high, then why would you do that? And when the risk is high, the reward can be high, okay? But that but just focus on the risk bit, that means there's a higher chance and a higher degree that you're going to lose most or all of your investment. So yep. why go up for those odds when you don't fully understand the risk uh, uh, that exists? I think with Faisal's things about crypto speculation... So my views changed on this, by the way. Uh, I first came across this in tw- tw- 2010, when there weren't that many people talking about it. Yeah. Uh, compared to t- that, That's about today. the same time I got into yeah. it. Uh, and uh, I just thought, A, this is never going to take off. <laughs> I, I know, I know. Uh, okay. And B, I don't quite fully understand it. And if I don't understand it, I either got to put a, a lot of effort into understanding it, or secondly, I have to... Uh, invest time and then okay make sure i invest properly i haven't got the time yeah uh, but over time as i've seen because as you know the B, we have some, some clients who are into crypto and then some yeah. of the stuff that you know that and, i know and, about and, crypto and, that and you know that i'm big into crypto yeah and have been since about 2010 yeah yeah and there's some of the people who are who have the information which i was sharing with you a few weeks yeah. remember about yeah the founder of crypto and all yeah, that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff yeah. okay which we can't talk about uh and they have the information so those people, okay, however, however many there are, okay, are probably making more informed decisions about crypto. But Faisal is right, the majority, who at the start, probably are speculating, Yeah. other than uh, when they start educating themselves about how it all, all works, then you can get into it. But if you don't, I think Faisal is absolutely right. It, it's like gambling, okay, yeah. to some ex- extent. To some extent it's it a zero-sum game. Yeah, and I think there are, there are two points that, you know, on reason... When when you were talking about why get rich quick fails, um, that I want I want to highlight, and there are two things that we've always said and we've always agreed on, um, and we've said it 
must be hundreds of times by now on our show. Um, success leaves clues. And if success leaves clues, the clues of success are get rich quick doesn't work. Yet nobody bothers to, you're right, Kieran, nobody bothers studying this stuff. Yeah. And the other thing is the reason you don't understand the risks involved in, and you go in with all the promises and the dream and you're sold the sizzle. You're not sold the sausage, you're sold the sizzle. Because um, that's what sells, yeah? Yeah, because, yeah. If, if, I, if I say to you, imagine, yeah, your favourite meal. Imagine the smells. Yeah. And no, imagine the smells. Imagine the texture of it. Imagine, yeah. The, the the warm feeling you get and how happy you are when that plate gets put in front of you. I don't need to tell you what food it is. I don't need to show you what it is. You close your eyes and you're there. You're, you're, you're 100% with me. And that's what I've sold you. I've sold you the experience. I've sold you the idea. And that's what a lot of these get-rich-quick schemes are. They're selling an idea. Yeah. And people because they're so caught up in the idea... They don't do the other big thing that we talk about, due diligence, deep dive due diligence, understanding what it is they're getting involved with. They don't. And we're going to come to that in a second. Uh, we have Kieran uh, Roger Dean, who says hi. Hi, hi. Roger Dean. Uh, we've got Lee Taylor, said evening. Evening, Lee. And then Faisal says other examples are leverage Forex and futures market trading. Uh, again, if you have the information, because uh, yeah. I've, I've seen some people do really well with futures market trading, but they happen to be usually investment bankers, okay, who either worked on uh, the stock floor yeah, or were part of another department and have a good understanding of it. But other than that, the people who don't have the information uh, are taking a huge risk. And Fessel is saying also, I'm not saying you can, you can make money, but most people... Uh, are uneducated and they give are given the perception that you can get rich quickly. And yep. that's exactly what happened in the uh, American gold rush. Yes, it is. The people yeah. who were making the money, Kieran, were the ones who were selling, selling the, the shovels, the tickets, the shovel shifters. Yeah. And you see that today, okay, in different areas. And they're, they're, I mean, some people do it really great. As you know, I work yeah. with, with a company uh, which educates people on property. Yeah, and, and, the and one, they do a fantastic job. one of the job. best examples who do a brilliant job. Because yes. you, you see the transformation, as you know, I've been there for a long time, and you see the, the transformation in people, okay? Well, they, I mean, I went through that, doors. Exactly. So did I, many yeah. years ago. But they, they help and support you and do it. Yeah. But again, they are exception. Not the rule. Not the rule. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but most are just selling stuff because they think, well, I can't make money any, any other way. Yeah. Under this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's that old thing. Those who can't do, teach. That's the, I, I, you know? I hate that phrase. Yeah. I, I, I personally fundamentally disagree with that phase because I think there is value in mentors and coaches. Mentors have been there, done that, and they continue to do, and they can prove what they know by showing you what they've done. Mm -hmm. Coaches tend to understand the fundamentals at a very core level, and even if they've not necessarily done it themselves, they can coach you through and lift you up so that you can do it to a to the level that you want to do it. And they both have val very valuable places mm -hmm. in, in your circle. Um, yeah, as you know, I've got, you know, I've yeah. got coaches, I've got mentors and they both fulfill different roles for me. Yeah. And, and, and that goes back to, you know, understanding where it is you're going. 
Yeah, I think that's slightly different. I, I, I tell you why. Uh, and face by the way, says, I have a lot of crypto too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So he's talking from hard experience. I yeah, yeah. Just don't look at the value every single day, vessel. Uh, Just check it once a year. And I think I think you're going to be okay. But if you do it every day, um, it's I, painful. I, I, I check in on on mine once every six months, and on that time, I spend must be three days moving stuff around and changing stuff about and sorting it all out and getting rid of what I want. But right, going back to you know. To today's topic, getting rich quick. Once every six months since 2010, that was 13 years ago, almost 14 years ago. It's not get rich quick for it's me. Not, is it? And yeah, you know, I'll be the first to say I've made a lot of mistakes. I've learned a lot. I've educated myself, but I've still made a lot of mistakes. And crypto has not made me a millionaire yet. But on your earlier point about mentors and coaches, I think the, 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 there's two things here. You have a mentor, Kieran, and as you said, that person's been through or has done what you're looking to do or something similar. And you have a coach, uh, and she comes in and asks you questions and supports you, and she's coached anywhere from a person, unless you're the first one, to being the 500th or 1,000th, so on and so forth. Then on the other side, you've got people selling opportunity because the mentor and the coach are here to support you and have your best interest at heart. Yeah. Okay. But the ones who are selling you an opportunity, okay, because I mean, the word opportunity, they use a lot in America. Yeah. Opportunity marketing, okay. It's an opportunity. Come come over to China and we're going to talk about this opportunity. The ones who are selling the opportunity are usually selling the shovels. Yeah. Okay. And yet most of them don't have that much credibility behind them, but they're slick in what they do. As you oh, said, yeah. they know how to sell the sizzle. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and the people, sizzle is the opportunity. Yeah, and, it's the and, idea. And, and, and you know, you, you, you've heard me say before, no matter how bad you are at selling, you'll convert some percentage. You might be 1% or 2%, okay? And then you might have to do a lot of heavy lifting, but you could be the worst salesperson in the world. you still sell something to somebody. As long as there's enough people in front of you, it's not going to be effective. It's not going to be efficient. It ain't, ain't going to be slick. But everybody can sell. Yeah. So just because somebody sold, it doesn't mean that they're good. And, and just because someone's bought, it doesn't mean they think that they're bought is good, if that makes sense. Yeah. Which well, comes I, back to your point about do your due diligence. Yeah. Check out the history of the whole thing. Does it work? I mean, quick history lesson, talking about, you know, how, how to sell. Um, if you haven't watched The Wolf on Wall Street, fantastic film based on true story. Um, I mean, he was slick, though. He, he? he was absolutely slick. But the premise behind it is, yeah, how do you sell something to anyone? Create a demand for it. Yeah. I mean, use the example of the yeah. pen. Or sample the pen. But it's the other one. Uh, was the, it, was the, it, the other The one. gas one, or the gas or oil in America. Yeah. I, was, I, I can't, can't remember which one it was now. I think it was oil. And basically, they'd set up this plant and just take, take people on helicopters. Some, some famous Hollywood actors, in fact, by the way, okay, show them the plant. And it was just set up there. It was like a set. Yeah. Used to move it around here and there and everywhere. US people that bothered going there, I think it was Oklahoma. I think it was Oklahoma. Uh, and uh, it was just a fake setup plant. There was no oil being extracted or attempted to be extracted. And people pumped in a lot of money into it, yeah, believing and then, it. And then that money disappeared. Because they wanted to get rich quick. Yep. Let me quickly cover off. Uh, so we've covered high risk, okay? Uh, and especially people people who aren't aware. And the last one that I'm going I'm to cover, and then uh, we're going to f- move on to why get rich slowly does work, because that's what people are interested in, uh, I hope, 
is that the whole notion, Kieran, of trying to get rich quick, okay, is unsustainable. Yes. Uh, just, if you just think about it, it's unsustainable. Okay, it just doesn't work. Okay, quick riches just don't work because they're, they're few and far between. Okay, and there'll be a few that may make it in unstable markets when there's a, a certain form of disruption taking place. Okay, but usually it's going to be short-lived in terms of the opportunity and it's going to be short-term wealth as well for most people. Yeah, and if you only ever chase get-rich-quick schemes or get-rich-quick opportunities, get-rich-quick ideas, you're always going to be chasing that next shiny penny and you're never going to learn to live in the moment and enjoy what you have. That shiny object syndrome is a lethal thing. It is. We all, we've all suffered and we sometimes fall into that trap. Yeah. This next thing here is really going to change your life and it's going to change the way you do your marketing or change the way that you sell and change your business and change your life. Okay? And sometimes you will get sucked into it. Okay? At the minute... In a big way, and as you know, you and I are both advocates, but AI and the whole thing with yeah. all of that stuff, okay? A lot of people are getting sucked into it without understanding how to use it properly yeah. and the benefits. Do your uh, due diligence. Do your due diligence and, and see how the whole thing works, uh, and it's going to be useful. So what are your thoughts on what people, where people could start with in terms of looking at trying to get rich slowly? So, the, I mean, one, one, of the, one of the big things is a lot of people will tell you, oh, yeah, but... I can't get rich quick. I can't get rich slowly because I've, it takes money to make money, and I've got nothing to invest. Okay, I I hear you, but the best time to plant a tree was twenty years ago. Second best time is now. Mm-hmm. So start now. Look at what you can do. Look at where you can go with it. Even if you invest a small amount, you know, a small amount. If you can double it and continually double it, then you get. You, you start approaching what's called compound interest. and or Compound return, yeah. Compound return. And, yeah, do, do, this, do this with me. You start with one. One becomes two. Two becomes four. Four becomes eight. Eight becomes 16. 16, 32. 32, 64. 128. 128, 256. 512. Suddenly it's getting very big very quickly. Do you know how long it takes to get past the 100,000 mark? It's not very long. Yeah. You know, and that's what you've got to look at. You know, if you've got you know, low risk, low return, but low return over a prolonged period of time. And, and you're less likely to lose your money because it's lower risk. Yeah. So, so suddenly you're investing in whatever it is you choose to invest in over a long period of time. So say say you only put only you've got a hundred pounds that you can invest. Okay. Over the next twenty years, if you've invested it in low return but low risk propositions and you get maybe five percent annually. Doesn't sound like a lot, does it? But it all adds up. Okay. But £100 becomes £105. 105 well, now your next 5% is on 105 not 100 And this is why once you get to a certain time period, let's call it 20 years because we're talking about slow, okay? Yeah. And so let's make it like it's a long time, which it usually is, okay? Yeah, yeah. And 20 years go by quickly because we cast your mind back 20 years ago, Trevor. Karen, feel like yesterday in a way, doesn't it? 
it I can tell who you've been working mostly with, with today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It wasn't Kieran here. <laughs> and uh, in fact, I have. So I, I spent most of my time with Trevor today. Uh, but once you get to year 5, 10, 15, 20, as you said, the capital has grown slowly, but significantly over, uh, yeah. over that period of time. And now your return is on the entire amount, including the return, as long as you haven't taken that out and spent it yeah. elsewhere. So you've got to be yeah. disciplined about it. Yeah. yeah? Uh, and it, then, then it's, it, it's going to start becoming significant. And one, one of the people that we're going to talk about very briefly at the end, because we're going to share three examples of people who've gotten rich slowly, and all three are household names. That's why, that's why you and I chose them. Okay, The first one particularly did this over a long period of time. And when we, we share their name, it's not going to be a surprise. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I completely agree. And, to, and the second point with that, Kieran, uh, for, so first one is compound return. The second one, which you've kind of covered, is the risk management. Because it's yeah. low risk, okay, that means there's less chance, not 0% chance, but less chance of you actually losing the money that you've invested. So hopefully you'll keep most of it, even if you, if you lose a little bit of it. Okay? There's which, always a risk. Which, exactly, which, which means uh, the, the, the bit that you've kept, as long as that's growing, you've still got something there. But if you do get rich quickly, usually you lose the whole lot. Yeah. Now, if you invested 50 grand and 50 grand is the only amount of money that you had, to get to 50 again, it might take another 15 years, for example. Yeah. You've lost the next 15 years. Look at the opportunity cost in that. Yeah. You're never going to make 15 years back. No, no, Most you can't. Plant. No. And if you've, if you've made £50,000 once, I, you can do it again and you can do it in less time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I agree, because you've learned a lot of good lessons. But, and it's something you and I have discussed before, is... And this this ties really well into why Get Rich Slowly works and why those who are prepared to get rich slowly generally do. And that is that for the majority of pe- people who want to get rich quick and they only think about getting rich quick and they're not interested in getting rich slowly, it's, well, if I made X amount of money tomorrow, I could retire. Because their goal in life is to do very little. And that's a mindset thing. But those who are prepared to get rich slow are also those who are aware of what it takes to get wealthy, get rich over time. And when you say to them, Shaz, you're in a position you could retire tomorrow. I mean, you're not, but you could be. Are you going to retire tomorrow? No. No, no. Because there's always something else you want to do. There's something else you. There's one. Uh, something else you want to explore. There's another avenue. And it's that something, it's that, it's that something else. We see exact reason why I can't retire. Yeah, it's a long list of things. Things that I want to do, as you know. Yeah, and well, I'm doing. And and you're working through that list. But when you get to the end of that list, there'll be more stuff because there'll be new stuff that will come out. There'll be other things to try. There'll yep. be you'll be refining what you've already learned. You'll be improving on other things. You'll you won't. Have, you're like yeah. I'm like you. I will never stop. I want to be an entrepreneur, a business owner, you know, and have many avenues. We've discussed before about multiple income streams, things like that. But I'm I'm going to continue working and doing things until I physically can anymore. I don't want to retire ever. Mm-hmm. Whereas, and and that and it's that subtle shift of. Well, when, when I've earned this much, I can retire. Okay, that's nice. I don't want to retire. I, I want to keep doing okay. stuff. I tell you what I, what I liken it to, 
sometimes when people come and have some food with me around my house, sometimes they might come to my mum's. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes uh, my wife Anila, okay, will make food which you've yeah. had a few Very times. Very good cooking. Okay, and they say, your mum or your wife makes really good curry, okay? Uh, I can never get it to be like this. All right? And the one, first question I ask, and as you know, I know nothing about making curries. Uh, I get lost in the kitchen. Uh, and uh, in fact, today I was with Alison showing somebody uh, an office and there's a shared kitchen. Uh, and they've got a dishwasher in there because Alison was recording and, and, and said, okay, can you share with people what's in the kitchen? And I actually called the dishwasher a washing machine, believe it or not. <laughs> I so I, 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 I get lost in the kitchen. Uh, I, I mean, this coming uh, from the yeah. same man who once upon a time offered someone a cup of coffee it's trying to be really, really helpful. Uh, and and this, this, this individual asked for sugar in their coffee. So Shaz gave them sugar in their coffee, didn't uh-huh. you? Oh, lovely, yeah. Three spoons of it. Three spoons of salt. Yeah. I mean, sugar. <laughs> he just put it, just spit it out, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. He'll never drink my coffee again, but there you go. Maybe that's why I did it now. But you're right. Yeah. And, but I said, how long do you spend making the coffee? Oh, 15, 20 minutes. You know, they hit the, but... My wife and my one mum take three or four hours, depending on what they're making. Yeah. It's the slow simmering and everything that takes place, okay, yeah. that gets it to taste as nice, okay, as, as well as the expertise and everything else. I'm, I'm, I'm simplifying it. Yeah, yeah, Compared yeah. to the 15, 20-minute job that you're trying to do, the half-hour job you're trying to do, it ain't going to taste as nice. Yeah. The same applies here, I believe, Kieran. I, I, okay? I, yes. The slow simmering process here, yeah. okay, uh, which is the, uh, the the third bit that, you, that you, you're going to share in a moment, okay, is what gets you to become wealthy over time because it's sustained. Yeah. And, and, and the third point is education, understanding, skill base, knowledge base. Just all, every day is a school day. Every day you are learning. Slow... The slow accumulation of wealth also generally involves learning new skills, understanding new things, doing the due diligence, doing the deep dive, learning everything you can about the subject matter that you're involved with so that you can go in with an informed decision so you can see the risks for yourself. Because there's nothing worse than going into an industry, an investment, a job role, you know, whatever it, it might be, and someone telling you the risks. Because you can't see them. Because if you can't see them, I guarantee that those aren't risks anymore. They're yeah. guarantees. And this They're is why promises. people, some, some, and we'll stick with the 50 grand that we talked about earlier. If somebody has 50,000 pounds, will they invest somewhere? And when I usually ask them, have you looked at the history? Where it started, how it started, who's done really well, who hasn't done well, all the books out there, all the information out there. Now, I, I, I get the fact that if there's 500 books on, on a topic, you can't read all 500. But maybe start with the top 10. Yeah. Okay? That's not I mean, don't, a don't, lot to ask for when you're investing yeah. 100, when spending 50 grand or more. Yeah. But the amount of people haven't done any research whatsoever or Googled a little bit here and there and saw two or three YouTube videos or whatever. And I think, you know, you, you've started the wrong way here. You're not serious about this because if you were... You'd have taken the advice and invested your time alongside your hard-earned money and learnt about this more before you actually jump headfirst. I mean, for me personally, I would rather invest £40,000 in something that I have learnt, that I know about, 
and that I've been on courses for, that I've taken the time to know that the information I'm getting is good information, is correct information. And if that costs me £10,000 of my £50,000 investment, that's money well spent. Because I know that when I invest that £40,000 that I've got left, it's a safer, safer, mm-hmm. not safe, safer mm-hmm. investment. Yeah. Because I understand what it is I'm doing. And I'm less likely to lose it all. Because if I just blindly invest £50,000, I'm blindly investing it. I don't understand what I'm doing. Exactly. And therefore, uh, you're so more likely cost, to lose it. You're right. So that cost yeah. of ten grand for learning and knowledge will pay dividends on the back end. And w- with your point about building skills and knowledge, you know, and we've heard this before, okay? It's not about the destination. It's about who you become on the journey. Yeah. So it's, it's the skills that you learn. Uh, it's the wealth that you're able to accumulate through that. It's the personal value that you generate, okay, and by by being of value to others, uh, and the capabilities and skills that you have, which allow you to think differently, to think independently, to seize and spot opportunities when others don't, and then to know what to do and what not to do. Because yeah. some people may know what to do, but but they don't know what not to do. And I always say, what not to do it's is more important. important than what to do. So that's our third one. The fourth one, where getting rich slowly works, Kieran, is long-term financial stability. So yep. it, it's building wealth gradually, as have most people who are wealthy over generations usually, yeah, slowly, allows for you to be more stable. Uh, it gives you more long-term financial security and stability. And when you're slowly and steadily increasing your wealth over time, you're less likely to face volatile swings in whatever you, that you're doing, ups and downs, both personally, which, which, which are the kind of swings you see in get-rich-quick yeah. schemes, okay? Both personally, from an emotional point of view, uh, and financially and everything else. Because what, what I say to people is, Kieran, you've always got to make sure that your emotional bank account is topped up and full. Yes, yeah, apps, yes, so, and so critical. Oh, and, you know, I, I know people out there, some people may need some help and support from a coach or a counsellor or something else, which is fine, because that's what they're there for. But but, but if, if you have volatile swings up and down, when it's up, you're happy, ecstatic. When it's down, you're miserable, okay? Uh, and you don't want to talk to anybody, you don't want to see anybody, uh, and you just want to hide away somewhere. That's not going to be good for your sustainability, both as an individual and a human right. being, and from a business point of view. And... There's there's a lot of information. There's a lot of things out there on on this subject, um, but understand that you're not alone. It is not weak to ask for help. Yeah, it takes strength. It takes a great deal courage. of courage to ask for help. To say, do you know what? I don't know, or I can't do this on my own. I need support. I need help. I need yeah, understanding. Yeah. And yeah. You know, off the back of that, when you're when when you do ask for help and you do you know gradually build that financial backing, that slow growth, you also learn to manage that slow growth. You know, I know that there is a level of wealth that I am not yet equipped mentally, emotionally, you know, financially. To manage. Yeah, with the exposure, that's right. Yeah. Because I've never had that exposure. And I'm nowhere near that level. If someone dropped 
50 million in my account today, you know, I'm going to make a lot of mistakes with that money because I've never had that amount of money. So I don't know how to manage that amount of money. If someone dropped 200 pound in my account today, I'm going to do well with that. I can do stuff with that. Because you're used to it. Because I know how much that is. I I know the value of 200 pound. It's within your comfort zone, yeah. Yeah. I know the value of I know the value of two thousand pound. Mm-hmm, of course, the value of fifty million is currently, you know, and at some point I'd like to hit that figure in my lifetime. But slowly, you know, I'm 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 still in my thirties. I've got time. You have, but I'll get there when I'm emotionally able to manage that le- level of wealth. I mean, you turn 40 tomorrow, but yeah, you're right. You're turning I mean, your 30s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 30 in a bit. Yeah, yeah 30 in a bit. Uh, but but, but that's, that's, that's the thing with financial st- sustainability is that as, as your wealth grows periodically, slowly, gradually, you learn. But that was the whole point that you made without saying it about uh, building up skills and knowledge. Yeah. You have the exposure, and that, 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 that helps you grow as an individual so you can then manage situations, scenarios, yeah. states, circumstances, okay, in a very different way over time. Yeah. And Slow and steady wins the race. Wins There's the a reason race. why yeah. they say that. Yeah. yeah. And, and this goes all the way back to you know, earlier on when we were saying, you know, if you suddenly won the lottery, you'd go and buy this, you'd go and buy that, you'd go and buy the other. You never pay attention to how much all that's going to cost on a monthly, weekly, mm-hmm. yearly basis. And that's why the money goes out like a funnel, because you've never had to manage that level of wealth. If you grow into it slowly, yeah. you'll, 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 you'll manage it. And all of your habits and your spending ideals will be sustainable. You won't be just throwing money away. Because you've learned the value of money. So what you're saying is that gradual wealth building encourages sustainable spending uh, and saving habits. So it teaches yeah. people financial discipline financial through discipline. experience. And yes. some of that self-taught, some you learn from others. Yeah. And some through the experience of running a business or enterprise or in investing. Uh, and therefore budgeting, which most people don't do, is important. And I guess yeah. you're right. And that's what people should start. People think, I haven't got any extra money. And we've covered this on other episodes as well, by yeah. the way is look at where you're spending money every single day. Okay, and... And look at it every single day. Yeah. And and, and, and then find ways to... And if, if you can't, by the way, then you come to people like you and me, will happily sit, sit with somebody for half an hour, an hour, whatever, well, and say, let's talk well, through it. Here let's you go. go through it. Yeah, okay, for we'll free. Take a look at it. There's no cost to that. We'll, we'll, no. we'll share with you. If that helps yeah. somebody and they're going to implement it and they're serious about it, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll happily do it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no problem. problem at all. What's we'll yeah. But you're right. Sustainable spending habits are, are, are it, it's one of the first steps and one of the most crucial steps to achieving long-term success. And last week we talked about it. Charlie Munger yeah. passed away at the age of 99, he was going to be 100, I think, in January. Yeah. Okay. And he was talking about, in that, that interview, I think, uh, yeah, uh, great uh, interview. Yeah, yeah, I watched it. Where he, I think it was MSNBC, I think it was, where he talks about... Uh, He's he living in the same house, driving the same, same car, car, wearing doing all the of those things. Clothes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, as he was over the last few decades. Yeah. By, by a few and decades, I mean 70 odd years. Yeah, years. I was going to say, and, yeah. and key word there is decades slash half a century, yeah. 50 odd slowly. years. Slowly. Yeah. Slowly, slowly, slowly. The you know, next reason why I think 
uh, getting rich slowly works, Kieran, is enable you to have adaptable financial goals. So when you're getting rich slowly, it allows you to adjust your financial goals over time. And as your personal financial situation changes, which it will do and it will get better, you can then adapt your strategies accordingly. And just so I'm clear, I have no problem, Kieran, with some high-risk strategies. As long as you have a diverse portfolio, yes. you've got to create that first. And let's say 15% is high risk. You think, I'm going to have a go. Okay, and you talked about 5% return. I'm saying, well, Kieran, I'm looking at 15 to 25% on some of it. Okay, yeah. but, but I started with 50 grand. I'm now on 500 grand. Okay, so from the 500 grand, okay, 450 I've made over the last 10 years, for example. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, from that 450 or the 500 grand in total, okay, let's just take my 50 out. So, 450 is the gain, the profit, call it what you like. Yeah. Okay, that I've, I'll risk 15% on that, of that. Yeah. Okay, and on high, higher risk strategies, okay, where can I get a return of 20, 25, 30%? And maybe now we're not looking at property and things else. Maybe you're saying, okay, Shazi, I've got some uh, businesses here which are in the in the tech industry, for example. Okay, yep. untested, but they've got a fantastic idea. Good management team. They need fifty grand, for example. Okay, yeah. or they want fifteen percent of your four hundred fifty grand. Okay, give that to them, and they'll give you a twenty percent stake. A bit like Dragon's Den, a twenty twenty five percent stake in your business. Well, that's exactly how Dragon's Den works. Yeah, and so try that too, by the way, if you want to do that, do that too. But start with the slow and steady stuff first, build it up, and then adapt your goals over time. And then you can afford to take a few risks because you've got enough capital there. So even if you lose it, if you've got 500 grand, okay, including the 50 grand capital, which is your own, and you lose 15% of it, Kieran, you've still got plenty of cash there to carry on and make up for that and some, and some yeah. more. Yeah, and and, and and that's that's the case. Once you, once you start... But you've got to you've got to take it slow. You've got to have start small, built up to big. Then you can start playing and looking at the high risk maneuvers and high risk, high reward things. But you're not betting your life savings on it. Yep. And you know, and you you need to understand that. That there's an educational side to that, an educational process to that. Which is one of the most important points, by the way, to yeah. getting risk slowly. Yeah. You know, the journey to getting rich slowly is it is all about education, largely, because you learn about different investment strategies, business, different business opportunities, different different ways of of investing, different you know, institutions that work with you, different people that you call your network grows into different people market trends market financial trend, planning understand your network yeah okay. all of these things help you start looking at your financial planning so now i now you're looking at you know what's going to be valuable for you in the future and you're taking a a holistic view overall of it mm-hmm. and you understand what it is you're getting involved in and so for me, I have a three-year plan, a five-year plan, and a ten-year plan, and they're all subject to change. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not set in stone, but they're ideas that I have written. To, key point: I have written them down, so they exist. Yeah, so they exist of where I want to be in three years' time, where I want to be in five years' time, and every year. Yeah, and I do this once, maybe twice a year. It's not a regular thing. You review it, yeah, but I. I review it and I review it because things change 
I don't know what's going to happen in the world. Which is having adaptable financial goals. Yeah. No, no I mean, yeah. no, no, nobody told us that there was going to be a pandemic 2019, 2020, did they? Yeah, that's right. You know, nobody predicted that. Well, anyway. That's on. another show for another time. Okay? <laughs> moving on. Yeah. But, yeah. but my point is, if, if, you're, if you're educated enough to be financially stable mm-hmm. and you've, you've got that, that adaptability mindset, you can plan for the future, yeah, and be and flexible, then, yeah, and be flexible and adapt to what comes up. And the last one, which we've kind of covered before, is your personal psychological well-being. Okay, because wealth accumulation, uh, Kieran, it can be stressful and can create a disconnect uh, from the value of money. So, slow wealth building promotes healthy relationship with money, better understanding, less stress, and more satisfaction in your life. Now, we promised three people's names we were going to share. So you can go with the first one. I'll do the second. You can do the third one and then okay. we'll wrap up. Warren Buffett. Okay. Uh, long-term investment strategies. He's well known as the long-term investor. He's the master. J.K. Rowling. Okay. Rejected more times than many other authors. No, 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 no. In the end, someone said yes, gave her a try and said this would never work. In fact, she, she's J.K. Rowling because she didn't want people to know she's a woman. Yeah. she had that uh, barrier yeah, in that's her brain. Right. And the last one. Jeff Bezos. Started in a garage, and look at where Amazon yeah. is now. So he for was all selling those, books. For all those reasons, getting rich slowly works. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.